0: I want to say hello to the Brentwood campus as we are beginning our second message of this series called The Gospel Imagineers. I want to welcome everyone here today. You know, we're borrowing the term Imagineers um, from the Walt Disney Corporation, they use that to describe the people who engineer all those great creative ideas at their theme parks. And we got thinking, you know, it really is something how you can take creativity, but you have to construct it into a reality. And it's really quite spectacular what you do see at Walt Disney. But uh, as as I'm thinking, though, to myself, I can't help but think that those engineers would ask a lot of what if this and what if that sort of questions as they design all this stuff. And I can't help but imagine that they say as they gather around and start their working and their construction and their planning, they start saying, just imagine, just imagine, just imagine if we do this, just imagine if we do that. And I got thinking to myself, you know, what what if we were to have that type of mentality when it came to being Christians, when it came to living out the good news of Jesus Christ in our lives? What if we started to ask more what-if questions? What if we started to pray more just-imagine prayers? What if, and just imagine how God would change us if we sought to engineer every part of our lives around the good news of Jesus, instead of trying to put Jesus in a little compartment. We really said, this is the centering force of our lives. This is who he is and what he's done for us. This shapes us, and we're going to build everything around that. You know, when Jesus called his first disciples, his first followers, he gave this invitation It's found in Mark 2 14. He just simply said, come follow me. And when we say yes to Jesus' call, come and follow me, we're invited to imagine what God wants to do in our lives. You see, the call to be a disciple of Jesus is an invitation to be a gospel imagineer. Just imagine. You know, as Gospel Imagineers, we are going to learn that there are four key roles that we're called to live out in our life. We're first of all called to be an apprentice, and if you weren't here last week, we discovered that an apprentice is a person who enters into a lifelong learning relationship with Jesus, that Jesus is not simply our Savior, but He is our teacher. And as our teacher, He teaches us how to live life according to God's way in God's kingdom. And so we need to look at every day, every opportunity, every situation we're in. We need to say, Jesus, what do you want me to learn here? Jesus, what is your way? Teach me. And in doing so, we become an apprentice of Jesus. That's one of the ways we need to reimagine our lives. We are apprentices of Jesus. Well, today we're going to look at another key role, and that is we're going to learn what it means to be a pilgrim of Jesus, where we travel his way. Well, as we think about this whole idea about being a pilgrim, I want to begin with um, something I read by Eugene Peterson. He was a pastor, a a preacher, um, but he's most famously known for being the author of the paraphrase of the Bible known as The Message. And he wrote a book about over 30 years ago in which I have to believe it's actually more accurate today than when, when he wrote it. And this is what he wrote. It is not difficult in such a world as ours to get a person interested in the message of the gospel. It is terrifically difficult to sustain that interest. Millions of people in our culture make decisions for Christ, but there is a dreadful attrition rate. Many claim to be born again, but the evidence for mature Christian discipleship is slim. Religion in our time, Peterson goes on to say, has been captured by a tourist mindset. Religion is understood as a visit to an attractive site to be made when we have adequate leisure time. For some, it's just that weekly trip to the church. For others, it's an occasional visit to a special services or to a retreat or to a conference. We go see a new personality, to go hear a new truth, to get a new experience. There's a great market, Peterson goes on to observe, for religious and, exp- and spiritual experiences, but there is little inclination to sign up for the long apprenticeship of learning the ways of Jesus. And I would add, there is little inclination to want to go on the long journey of following Jesus. You know, it seems like many who claim belief, have, have a Taurus mindset when it comes to the Christian faith. That was what Peterson's trying to say. I'm, I mean, they, they kind of treat their, their whole journey of following Jesus like a Taurus would. Like, I, just fly me to the high spots, you know? I'll just drop in and, and see the big spots. So, so show me salvation. Uh, uh, show me where there's, there's, there's uh, peace away from the worry Uh, Oh, fly me over to where um, I I get character and where I learn to speak the truth all the time. Um, You know, just fly me in and fly me out and and there, I'm, I'm done, you know, because I don't have time for this long journey of following the ways of Jesus. But to quote Peterson again, pastors are not tourist guides. I'm not here to show you the high spots. I'm not here to sort of take you in and take you out real quick. I'm simply called as your pastor to follow you and accompany you on the long journey of following the ways of Jesus. You know, in, um, in the Bible there are different designations of what we are called as Christians. One designation we learned last week was an apprentice. We're to be learners of Jesus and his ways. Well, today, as we think about this second big idea, another biblical designation of people of faith is that we are called to be pilgrims. Now, I can't help but, but think of, I'm, and this shows my age, I'm, you know, when I used to watch John Wayne movies, and he'd go, hey, pilgrim. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about a person who um, has a destination. Who who is traveling each day through life with purpose, and and this is a real clear description of the Christian faith. You know, if you have your Bibles or you're following along on your uh, smart device, um, which you can go on you version, go to the live event, and the whole outline's there. There's a a, a passage found in Hebrews 11:8, in which in this whole chapter of Hebrews 11. Examples of what faith in God is, is, are given. And in giving one of the examples, we simply read this in verse verse 8. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as an inheritance. You just want to stop there, because that just says so much. It, It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called and he had to do two things. He first of all had to leave home and then go to another land, which would be his inheritance. You know, in, in, in this example of, of faith, we get this idea that faith in God then means that you're on a journey, that you're not simply going to stay where you are, that the moment you hear the call of God on your life, you're now a person on the move. You're going to have to leave and you're going to have to be headed on a destination. I mean, Abraham, as Bible scholars would say, is an archetype or a model of what faith is. God calls us to leave and to go. We have a journeying faith when one hears the call of Jesus in in your life or in mine, when he says, come follow me. And just to connect the dots... That's one of the reasons why when we renamed our church, we called it the Journey Church because faith is a journey of following Jesus. We just didn't call it, let's go for a walk church, okay? You know, when I think about what it means to become a pilgrim and to start on a journey with, with a mission and with a purpose and with a destination. I, I, I'm a bit of a Lord of the Rings fan, but there's one illustration of, of where Sam and, our, what is his name, Samwise? Samwise and Frodo are leaving the Shire, and, and there's one really neat moment that kind of, in a sense, captures the sense of what it means to be a pilgrim, and, oh, let's just take a mental break for a second and watch, it, watch this clip. This is it. This is what? If I take one more step, it'll be the farthest away from home I've ever been. Come on, Sam. Remember what Bilbo used to say? It's a dangerous business, Frodo. Going out your door, you step onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. Um, I-, I love that clip for a whole bunch of reasons. Because as they started their journey, there came that point where finally Sam realized If I take one step further, heard that line? If I take one step further, I'll be the furthest away. And basically what he's saying is, I'm going to be now traveling in unfamiliar territory. From now on, it's all going to be new. When you follow the ways of Christ, there's going to come a point where everything that was familiar to you, what the world told you was right and true, you're going to all of a sudden start stepping into new unfamiliar territory. And you're going to have to ask yourself, are you ready to take that step? Right? And I love the other part. If You caught it at the end, too, where, where Frodo was saying to him, you know, remember what, what the other person said. He said, if you don't watch your feet, you could end up going anywhere. Which means we have to really make a decision about what are the steps we're going to take day by day as we are on this journey following or traveling the way of Jesus. It really has to be intentional because God calls us, just the way he called Abraham, to leave home and to go, that's what he's doing for us. Well, what I'd like to do is, as we think about being a, a gospel imagineer and how we are called to construct our lives around, around the good news of Jesus, and we take this idea of being a pilgrim, I just want to leave you with three quick meditations on what it means to be a pilgrim. Meditation one. Here we go. Um, Pilgrims choose their destination. You know, when we say yes to Jesus, when we respond to faith in Christ, we are now people, listen, we are now people who are spending our lives going someplace, going to God, and whose path for getting there is the way, Jesus Christ. Do you see life as a faith journey with a destination? Before Abraham could go to another land, he first of all had to leave. Before we can say yes to Jesus' call in our life, we have to say no to the lies of the world. That means you and I have to make a decision. It's deciding that you and I were wrong in supposing that we could manage our lives and be our own God, that, that with enough education and strength and training, we could really make it on our own. It's deciding that we've been told a pack of lies about ourselves and about our neighbors and about the world. It's deciding that God and Jesus Christ is telling you the truth. See, until we make that decision, we're simply gonna be lost. In fact, we'll not be pilgrims, we're simply just gonna be wanderers, flitting from here to there, going from one experience to another, but not going anywhere, just wondering. See, when we say no to the world's lies and yes to God's truth, we're now pilgrims who say no to a culture of wandering. We're now on a journey with a destination. Do you have friends? Do you have family members who right now, you ask them, what's your purpose in life? I don't know. Just getting through. Just travel along. Just moving along. Just getting through another week pilgrims say no to this culture of aimlessness and wandering. they instead know that they need to choose a destination you know we're pilgrims who now keep the end in mind as we travel each day through life we now know the destination is to God we shall behold him face to face like Abraham we constantly look forward to a city with eternal foundations a city designed and built by God And you know what that means when we realize that's our destination? We do not live in despair, but we live rather with a blessed hope that puts everything else in perspective. We will not judge by the world's standards, but rather by the one who will judge the living and the dead. Listen, destination is everything. Please understand, what is our default destination as human beings? Well, the Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory the default destination for all of us is hell, out of the presence of God forever, condemned for all eternity. But the Bible says that if we make a decision to become a pilgrim following the ways of Jesus, well, it says that our destination is eternal life. Listen to how the Bible puts it, but God showed his great love for us By sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since now we've been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. That's the default destination problem right there. And for since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we'll be certainly saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in this wonderful new relationship with God, because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God, and may I add, friends of God forever. I mean, that's our destination. So say no to the world and say yes to Jesus, who will lead you home into the very presence of God. Meditation number two about being a pilgrim. Pilgrim's Don't only choose their destination. Pilgrims travel with purpose. Now remember, I said we are not Taurus of Jesus. We are pilgrims of Jesus. And as we seek to be obedient to his leading, let's understand something. Jesus, the shepherd of our souls, will lead us through hills and he'll lead us through valleys. That will refine us and will deepen us in our walk with God. We will only learn the ways of Jesus in this journey. There are no shortcuts. We must travel with purpose. Just imagine approaching each day where you see Jesus, the shepherd of your soul, leading you. What if you got up every day and said, lead me, Lord, and I will follow? Just take a moment and ask yourself that question in your heart. Lead me, Lord, and I will follow. What is the step he wants you to take right now? Where is he leading you? Let me help you understand something. I believe that wherever he leads you or leads me, it will be a place where we have an opportunity to show the very purposes of God in our lives. It will be no matter where he leads you, each and every day, you will be able to have an opportunity to show others the love of God, share with others the hope of God, and serve others in the ways of God. You know, one of the things I remember when I was growing up, my dad used to love to listen to gospel country music and i remember this one song he listened to all the time this world is not my home i'm just a passing through my treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue the angels beckon me from heaven's open door and i won't be at home in this world anymore okay okay brentwood i hope Brett they all start clapping here but everyone calm down now here's the thing you know I the thing is, I, we can all clap and we enjoy that song and in the sense that song is half true because here's the problem it's kind of like I've got my hope in heaven and I'm going to hold my nose as I get through this world in fact I'll just try to get through as fast as I can I'll just stay tight with a few other people who might believe but that's it I'm just passing through And I don't believe that that's how God calls us to travel through this world. Yes, we are traveling. We're traveling with purpose. We are called to act justly, to show mercy, and to walk humbly with God. We are to be about the works of God the good works. We are about to be witnesses for him. We should be pursuing works of righteousness. We should be living ethically. We should be making a difference. We should be stopping to serve those in need, giving a cup of cold water, or helping to overturn injustices around us. We are called to show the very love of God in so many ways. You know, I, I can't help but think and ask myself these questions. What will be the legacy of our lives as we travel through and pass through this world will the footprints that we lead leave others to believe and will the lives we live inspire others to obey if you remember Steve Green yes i'm quoting him but it's a great quote from one of his songs will the will we live in such a way that the footprints that we leave lead others to believe you know let me say that when we travel with purpose it is often a difficult time, because I'll be honest with you, the hardest places on this pilgrimage through this world as we follow the ways of Jesus is what I call those in-between places, between worry and peace, between failure and restoration, between conflict and forgiveness, between doubt and confidence, between hard times and when every tear will be wiped away. You know, when we travel on this pilgrimage of faith, though, the one thing we must remember, the call is to persevere. Um, you know, pilgrims persevere through difficulties, discouragements, and distractions. Can I, can I say that as a pastor, this is often one of those core litmus tests of do we really trust God or, or do we really trust ourselves and hope God kind of helps us out? Because it isn't until we hit discouragements and distractions and disappointments and difficulties and dangerous times. I can't think of any more D words right now. But all those things, that's when, that's when we really need to watch where our feet are taking us. That's when we can, can find ourselves in places of despair. That's when we can find ourselves in very dangerous places that are, that's putting our, our, our faith in jeopardy. That's when we can find ourselves way out of God's will and back into the devil's schemes and devices. You know, the world around us will often try to discourage us from persevering. You know what it will whisper in our ears? It will say, why bother? Look how many people aren't going to church now. Look how many people aren't Christians. I mean, you're marginal, you're a minority. I mean, there's plenty to do and enjoy without involving yourself in this thing called the journey of faith. But let me say that even more quietly, if you're listening, is this truth. God is at work. Even though at times we will find our journey of following the Jesus way, arduous and tragic, but in the struggle and the silence and the patience and humility and the suffering, it is only on this journey will we learn about God and ourselves and others if we only stay the course. Pilgrims persevere through difficulties and discouragements and distractions. Well, meditation number three pilgrims are different places on the journey you know not everybody is in the same place on their journey of faith i mean that that should be obvious right but sometimes we forget that sometimes we can get a little judgmental sometimes we say you don't understand that you don't get that oh i can't believe that you call yourself a christian I can't believe you call yourself a Christian and you're you're behaving that way. But we know that that the Bible talks about when you become a Christian you're a babe in Christ, but there is the call to grow up in your faith and and I, I, the Bible doesn't talk about teenagers in Christ, but I think there are, and then there's young adults in Christ, and then there's, there's, there's dear old saints in Christ, but, but there is that call of we're at different places in our journey. And here's the really neat thing about this journey thing when, we've, when we follow Jesus um, in his way, sometimes you may be further ahead of me in, in the journey of faith in one area, Let's say, for example, you really God has really spoken to you about issues around anger, and you've shown self-control, and and you really have learned some powerful things. So you're on, you know, you know, mile twenty-four on that, and I'm on mile five. But then in another area, um, God has shown me how He provides, and 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 I don't worry, and I have more peace, and so I'm on mile twenty-five, and you're back on mile one. And 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 what I'm saying is that. We have to appreciate, where are we all in our journey? But that does lead us, though, to understand something. I think one of the most powerful questions we need to do to encourage one another once in a while as we journey together is simply say this. Where are you in your journey with God right now? Where is he leading you? What has he showing you? And, and in those questions, that's when we need to encourage one another. Because maybe right now you're, you're going through a time where you're saying, you know, God's really silent right now in my life. I'm really not hearing a lot. Or, or maybe I'm really discouraged right now. I, I thought God had led me to do this and all the doors seem to be closing and it's so difficult. Or I am really going through a difficult time and circumstances are bad. People around me are making bad choices and I don't know what to do. Listen, i listen. You need to be encouraged. Or right now I'm being tempted to do something and I need encouragement. So we need to encourage one another on our journey. But there are times too we need to challenge one another. That when we see each other behaving in ways that are not following the way of Christ, we need to say, are are you on course right now? Is is this the way of of Christ right now? Is, Is behaving this way the way that Jesus wants you to become right now? We need to be able to ask ourselves those journey questions and encourage and challenge one another. You know, speak the truth in love. Um, and please understand, we must encourage others because if, if they lose their way, there's too much, too much at stake. And, and, and we must challenge one another because there's too much at stake. But, but here's the other thing we have to understand as we are pilgrims. We are not called to be Lone Ranger Pilgrims. You know, that's the other thing, like, uh, you can see why I'm an LTR fan, because there's so many applications to life out of those movies, but Sam wasn't going by himself. We're saying, hey, Frodo, you go on, and you make your way, and I'll do my thing, and we'll check in maybe once a year at Christmas time and see how all we're doing. No, they traveled together. And in fact, if you watch the rest of the movie in that first one, it was called The Fellowship of the Ring because actually there was a whole group of them. There was a fellowship of them traveling together on this great mission. Listen, we are called to be a band of pilgrims, a fellowship of Christ, traveling together on this journey through this life. We need one another. We need to encourage one another. We need to pray for one another. We need to challenge one another. But we need each other. And if you think you can somehow get through life uh, as a pilgrim on your own, all I can say is you're an easy target. You're an easy target for Satan. And he'll hit you with the darts of discouragement, he'll hit you with the arrows of doubt, and you will be defeated. Um, and the last thing though is this as a band of pilgrims as we're traveling on our way through this world following the way of Jesus headed to the destination of the heavenly city that's built with eternal foundations built by the very hands of God everyone that we see who's kind of wandering around as we're headed along you know what we need to do we need to say hey are you tired of wandering and being lost Join us. Join us on the journey of traveling the way of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that in Jesus we can find the way, the way that leads into your very presence. And Lord, as we follow Jesus, He will lead us in His way through this world to places of service and to places where we can give hope and places where there can be truth and justice and mercy shown. Lord Jesus, help us to see that we're not Taurus, but we are pilgrims who are traveling your way. Lead us, Lord, and we will follow.